with nothing. What is ABR? Always be recording. <laughs> We're going to miss precious jokes. Everyone wants to hear what I think about mint chocolate chip coffee. This episode of Hey, Remember That One Time is sponsored by Kalufia. 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 What? Coffee creamer. Kalua? No. <laughs> it's the creamer that's in your coffee right now. It's got a really weird brand name. It's like that Fage yogurt. Like nobody actually knows how to say it. Kalufia. I think there's a there's a pronunciation guide actually on the back of the bottle. I just keep forgetting what it is. This episode is not sponsored by them. Please don't sue us. We're drinking that coffee right now. Okay. How do we start this? Well, I think you need to go over the premise. Like, what is the point of this? Why, why did we decide to do this? We are trying to get that HelloFresh money <laughs> to pay our spouses back for all of the things they've paid for us <laughs> in the... 10 plus years of our relationships with them. The goal is to no longer be freeloading. My my Netflix sign-in literally is the freeloaders. Awesome. Because I'm not paying for my Netflix. I I don't pay for anything. At least you kind of have a job. I don't kind of have a job. I have no job. I'm trying. You're working on it. I'm not actively working on it. Except this, I guess. You raise a child. That's I have a thing. kid. Okay, so what is this podcast? Okay, so this podcast, I'm going to read you our Instagram uh, caption because that feels like the easiest way to do it. Got it. <clears throat> uh, is that ASMR? Cute. <laughs> Welcome to Hey, Remember That One Time, a podcast about two sisters and their cult-adjacent childhood. Follow along with them as they discuss shitty pastors, internalized homophobia, and a bunch of other inside jokes that make their mother really uncomfy. I was thinking on the drive over here that, like, well, first of all, cult adjacent yeah. is, is really the best way to put it. Yes. But I was thinking that to avoid being sued slash, I don't know. Canceled. Not canceled. No, we're going to hella speak the truth. And yeah. <laughs> I was thinking we need to come up with fake names for these um, shitty pastors. And yeah. we already have one name. But I was thinking, Which one? I mean, Voldemort. Yeah. Oh, duh. Is what we refer to him mm. as. But yes. like, I was thinking the other two need. But I'm sure that will come. <sighs> Try to think of a good, what would be uh, people that know they would know. Like nicknames for. Well, yeah, we, I don't think we came up with Voldemort. No, she did. Yeah. Obviously the OG. OC, we can call him. No, yeah, that's too close. <laughs> <laughs> what if we called him Adam Brody? Oh, I love Adam Brody. I do too. Who sucks from that show? What if we call him Misha Barton? Oh. <laughs> I didn't wa- I never watched the OC. Actually, I just rewatched it, but I'm currently rewatching it. I've never watched it. Do you think show. it was ever not a bad time to be in high school? Like was there ever a time where high school was like we are we are emotionally stable? We are not being shamed for every thought we have. We are not being made fun of by everyone who comes across our path. I want to say people are so open now that I would imagine high school is better now. However, there's so many school shootings that 
that I just feel like you just aren't going to feel, even if you're feeling like emotionally safe now, you've got people who are listening to you and telling you, hey, we're going to use trigger warnings. Trigger warnings and stuff. But also, you're still living with a physical threat that could happen at any time in this culture and climate. So I don't know. This feels like a really deep combo for we our haven't first even, episode. I know we haven't not even really introduced this show. We haven't. Yeah, technically I wrote our Instagram caption. Have we even done our, is this a good place to play our, our song intro? Do we have a song intro? Ashley, this is on you. Oh, okay. Enter. Insert song intro by Ashley here. <laughs> I think it was something, I don't remember her, her tune. In my head, I have a mashup of the My Favorite Murder and the Armchair Expert. Mine is definitely a Kimmy Schmidt. Like, hey, remember that one time? Wink. I'm hearing, I'm hearing like the, like the Karen, but leading into, hey, remember that one time? Like, just like a really poorly put together mashup. Can we get sued by both of them? We're Bob Murback, please don't sue us. I'm changing the name of this podcast to please don't sue us. Please don't sue us. Hey, remember that one time, that semicolon, sued. please don't sue us. Oh God, I hope that's never an episode. So I have like 30 episode ideas. ideas on a note on my phone, but I don't really know how to decide what we talk about on our first episode. Do you have like a solid first episode? I really want you to pick the first episode. I don't know oh. why. I feel like it's important. To me. Is it because you were born first, so I should get to pick first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Is it because you're Georgia and I'm Karen and Georgia always makes Karen go first? Does she? Yes. Well... Specifically on hometowns, George is always like, hey, do you want to go first? Karen's like, sure. <laughs> but they switch back and forth. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe I'll go first because I'm not, not the oldest. And then you can pick one for next time. I got to look. I'm nervous again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to think of like what is going to be a good subject matter that's going to make people actually interested. Like what's going to be I can't be so niche that we're not, like, relatable to other people. By the way, this uh, podcast is also brought to you by, um, uh, I want to say it's Sam Shedd. I don't actually know how to pronounce his last name. But that hilarious nurse slash baker on Instagram. And also that one other guy who auto-tunes all of his life story. Oh, my God. The two of them are the biggest inspiration for this podcast. And also shout guy, out to Also the in. guy with the hair. Oh, my God. Who Off- does, like, the... I don't know his name. I want to say Austin Butler, but I know that's wrong. Austin Butler is who just played Elvis. Yes. It's this podcast Austin. is also brought to you by Austin Butler because he's fine. I mean. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> his lips are nice. Oh. Okay. I don't know. No, I know. No, the guy who has like, he pretends to be the lady at church, like watching her. Yes. Oh, and like the little Brody. Brody. Brody's like the little kid. Brody Wellmaker. Yes. Anyway. Brody Wellmaker, Sam Shedd, and the guy who auto-tunes all of his life story. And I'm going to have to look that guy up. I love all of you. We're hoping to join you. Yes. Join the revolution. Come be on an episode of Hey, Remember That One Time and tell us all of your really awkward life stories as a child. Okay. I think I have a good one. It feels relatable. It feels like other people can relate to it. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Yes. First episode. Oh, shit. Hey, remember that one time... Um, I didn't read Harry Potter until I was 18, and then I moved out to California, and I was reading <laughs> Goblet of Fire, 
as I was legitimately driving through the desert in what New Mexico? Where were we at that point? Do you remember? Either Arizona or New Mexico, or like can't have been Arizona. That's the other way. Or Wait, like barely into California. It was like the desert. The desert. There was nobody else was on the road. Except for our parents who were in an SUV behind me or in front of me. I don't remember. But, yeah, so we were not allowed to read Harry Potter growing up. Uh, I mean, of course, I remember that. My life flashed before my eyes. But I feel like I also need to, for the people who are thinking now about turning this off because Harry Potter is written by a transphobic, terrible Mm. human, we're not going to talk about her. Well, listen, okay. She doesn't, it's not hers anymore. Listen, here is my theory. Here's my fan theory because I don't want her to be what she has kind of proven herself to be. Here's what I'm thinking. J.K. Rowling is no longer J.K. Rowling. I think I've told you my theory before. Oh, yes. Um, George R.R. Martin has either polyjuice potioned and stolen her iPhone and is tweeting from her account or has, is it in The Imperious Curse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's, like, mind-controlling her because he's pissed because she actually finished her series and George can't get it up and finish his own. So he has, um, he's trying to publicly slander her and ruin her reputation so that people forget that he doesn't know how to finish a book series. That's why I'm, I'm just like, it's probably, I mean, obviously that's not true, but that's what I really want it to be and that's why I, I still love Harry Potter. I, I think that once art is out there, it's no longer the artists. It belongs to the people who it was created for. I like and that. not who it was created by. Because once it's out there, it's read and it can be interpreted a number of many different ways. Yeah. And so even though every time you buy her shit, it gives her money, which is why I don't buy anything related to Harry Potter anymore, I still feel like I can appreciate and love the series. And I just have to kind of compartmentalize that inside my own head. She was like one of the first women that like was like sur- surpassed a certain amount of money making and then lost that status because she donated so much of it to charity. So it's like it's such a tough on the one hand, you know, she said some pretty, pretty vile shit to people that loved her stuff. And then at the same time, she really has like she's done a lot like she's not. I don't know. Everything isn't black and white. It's Well, it's not. And everything is gray. And like, I don't know, does that now negate the good that she has done? Maybe, yeah. Maybe it does. Maybe maybe it doesn't. I don't know. And I think that not being able to separate bad from good and just seeing something that is, I mean, granted, she's pretty, pretty fucking bad. Like it's, it's like, and just like relentlessly hurtful and hateful to a marginalized group of people that don't know anything else but hurt and hate a lot of the time. Mm. I, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's unforgivable, but it's hard to, it's hard to just say, well, fine, I'm just going to go burn all the Harry Potter books. Cause that, I mean, I don't know. Don't burn books. Don't burn books. <laughs> hey, everybody don't burn books. Okay. Okay. So anyway, bringing it back to the fact that we, I almost killed you in the desert. In New Mexico. You did almost kill me in the desert. Okay, so when I say I was reading Harry Potter while I was driving, 
I actually mean the book was I was reading wheel. Harry Potter whilst I was behind the wheel driving the vehicle. I don't know what Katie was doing. I was screaming at you to please put the book down. I will read it to well, you. It was a good part. I had to read you whatever. Were, you were like on the last book. I think no, was, we nobody was there. We were in the desert. It's not even like there were cliffs. There was at least a six foot steep drop off. No, on the shoulder that went down into. I would never. I promise you, it was terrifying, and you were swerving. I was not. Yo, yes, you were. You're lying. No, and I was like, I will read this to you out loud, and you were like, No, it's fine. I got it. And you were like, You were like driving with your knees with the book on the steering it's wheel. A, I don't think that smartphones existed. When this happened, which also has to mean that the statute of limitation has passed on this reckless <laughs> driving. Don't arrest me. It's been one week since you looked sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean that. Um, it's been how old am I now? Thirty two. I was eighteen. So whatever that math is, Dax, um, a long time ago. So don't arrest me. I don't sue us. Don't sue us and don't arrest us is the moral of the story of this podcast. So we were not allowed to read Harry Potter. No. Uh, um, Among the list of many things that we were not allowed to do as as children slash teens slash. eh, I feel like by the time we were in our later teens, we had left the, the main cult and we could like do shit like read Harry Potter while you were driving across the country. I So I read Harry Potter. Because my secret girlfriend at the time <laughs> said, hey, you should watch and read Harry Potter. And so I don't remember if we, if like I read a book and then we watched the movie or if it was vice versa. I think it was because I, I remember when Half-Blood Prince came out in theaters mm-hmm. and going to see that. And I had already read all the books, so I must have read all the books first. But um, I remember borrowing those books from her sister. I was in college away from... Uh, the cult adjacent cult and experimenting. You with, weren't though, because you went to college with half of the I did, cult this adjacent was, this cult, was on, cultists. This was either year two and a half or year three of college where I was like, oh, I'm gay. <laughs> and so I guess. That what? Like, how'd, I guess you, how'd you know? Is it because you were kissing a girl or? I, how did I know? <laughs> that should be a whole other episode. We have to have Travis for that episode. Well, well yeah. We'll get into that one. I'll think about it. Yeah, when you know, you know. But mm. I was like, I guess if I'm going to be gay, then it's okay if I just go ahead and read Harry might Potter. Might as well. You're already going might to hell. As, might as well. You already damn to hell. Uh, and then you drug me down with you because you brought it home and you were like, you should read no, this. I I was scared to tell mom that I was reading Harry Potter. but I Were you her, more scared to tell mom you were reading Harry Potter or that you were gay? Gay. <laughs> But, so, I mean, it's pretty close. close. I feel like that was the stepping stone. <laughs> no, I came home and I said, Mom, you know that Harry Potter that we were never allowed to read? I said, it's a Christ allegory. Oh, yes, I remember this. I said, so you should read it. They've done, they've, like, made written articles <laughs> about it. It's like, he's basically Jesus. I, yes, because it was Voldemort, <laughs> Harry, and Dumbledore were... No, 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 no. It was it was Voldemort, Dumbledore, and Snape were like the the holy the trinity. trinity. I like I am I am I have two chapters away from finishing Deathly Hallows right now. I was reading it last night. In the so I mean, like I'm that's like all fresh, and I'm reading it, and I'm going, wait, is Snape good? <laughs> but like, no. Once you get away from, it, you're like, no, Snape's awful. No, Snape is not good. Just so everybody, just so we're like real clear on that camp, Snape is not good. I know, but I might be. I might 
I might be disagreeing with you right now. He's not all bad. He's not Dolores Umbridge, but he is not good. He was a stalker of a woman for his entire life and took out his friend-zonedness on that woman's child. Like, yeah, he didn't let Coral just, like, bibbity bobbity boo him out of the sky and, like, let him fall during a Quidditch match. But, like, that doesn't make him a good person. That makes him a bare minimum human. Also, Dumbledore is not a good guy. No. It's so good. I I don't have Twitter. So, like, I don't either. everything that I know that she said is, like, secondhand that other people have told me and it makes me sad. But I just, just so you all know, like, I refuse to get Twitter. So, all of our followers that we don't have, like. We're not going to have a Twitter. We're not going to. You're going to have to let us know what's happening on Twitter, but then we'll probably ignore it because Twitter's a dumpster fire. I mean, Twitter's on, Twitter's on its way out for sure. I hope so. But also, I don't have a TikTok either. I don't either. I'm and too I, old. I'm scared we're going to have to get one. No. I have Instagram. I also have Facebook, but I don't remember the last time I was on it. I was on Facebook. We were both on Facebook when it was like for real, the college thing. Uh-huh. And I remember because Facebook started like right when you went to college. And I remember... I wanted to be friends with all the hot dudes that you went to college with. Shout oh, out Chase Nichols. I love and, Chase <laughs> And so we made me a fake Swasu email that for whatever reason worked. And that's how I was able to make myself a Facebook. And I had that Facebook for almost, I think, two years before it got shut down because I think they finally realized it was a fake email or something. That's funny. So like I have all these like Facebook memories that I know exist, but I don't see because that original Facebook went away. That's sad. I think they actually like deleted the account. Because you used a fake email address? I think so. Don't sue us, Facebook. Facebook, listen. Justin Timberlake? I mean, wait, who's the guy? Justin Timberlake was in the movie. Was he in the movie? Wasn't he? I never saw it. The Social Network? I never saw it. Andrew Garfield was in it? Army he was? Hammer was in it? Was in it? That's a lot of... No, who's the main one who is also in that... Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. But what's the actual guy's name? Is Justin Timberlake in that movie? I think so. No, you're talking about... Tom? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Tom. Tom. Listen. Tom, you did the Lord's work. We love you, Tom. Everyone loves you. We didn't know. We should have all seen We should have appreciated it. That top eight really was... I remember how devastated I was when Travis, like, swapped me on his top eight for somebody else. Oh, I was thinking it was Brandon. And I was like, are you kidding me? It's because they were secretly dating, but I was so pissed. I don't know that I'm allowed to say any of that. We'll have to bleep out names, I guess, until we get approval from... Or I'm acting like anybody's going to listen to this podcast. Everybody's going to listen to Rate, this. Rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars only. Oh, my God. Yeah, I told Sam this morning that we were going to record our podcast that you were coming over. And he goes, oh, is that why you have lipstick on? Oh, <laughs> Like, oh, no, it's because no. I recorded an Instagram reel. Because I. You did? Yeah. Was it for the podcast? No. Oh, good. Because I can't be on it. My hair's, my head is itchy. That's how I know I need to wash it because it gets itchy. God, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say George R.R. R. Martin, I'm thinking about something I read. J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh. And how somebody convinced their parent that it was. Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien. <laughs> and now I'm thinking George Rorge, Rorge Martin. <laughs> or Jowling, Cowling, Rowling. <laughs> what is your What is your author name going to be? Mine? Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, I've thought about just like, I don't know, because if it was like K.D. Jordan, then that's I mean, that is name. your name, though. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's pretty cool. The fact that that is your name. I don't know. But also the reason, like, J.K. Rowling did that was because she thought nobody would take her seriously if she, if she had a, a female name to get published. Well, that's probably true. But also, I feel like things are changing now. I don't know, like, if I end up writing a book that gets published, not the one I've been working on for years and years, but, like, I really like horror. So, like, there's not, I mean, there's Anne Rice. There's not female horror writers, really. Yeah. I mean, I don't read a lot of horror personally, so I don't, I couldn't tell you. The only horror writer that I even know of is Stephen King, and it's just because everyone knows who Stephen King is. But I am, like, solid... YA fantasy. YA fantasy. Like I've we're I mean we're doing an episode about Harry Potter right now. Like I'm in the middle of rereading the Percy Jackson Heroes of Olympus entire series right now. Oh my god, it's so good and I completely forgot. Like I it's one of those weird things where I feel like it's simulation y almost at this point because I'm rereading and there have been several moments where I'm like, I've never read this book. I I don't remember a single detail of this book. And then I'll get to like one page of one chapter and be like oh, I knew this was coming. Somehow I remembered this one little section and I was rereading, I think it's the fourth book and the dedication at the beginning of the book is, uh, I dedicate this book to my readers. Sorry about that last cliffhanger. Ha 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 ha. Just kidding. You guys are the best or something like that. And I remember getting to that dedication. I remember being like, this guy's a dick. Like I remember (laughs) reading this dedication because the cliffhanger from book three going into book four is like fucking rough. And I remember reading it at like 3 a.m. and be like, I have to go get the fourth book right now because this was intense and I can't stop reading. And then I was like going through my Instagram for some reason the other day and I found a post that I had made like 12 years ago or something of me taking a picture of that dedication and being like, you're a dick. And so it's like, clearly I've read this book before, but like, how do I not remember so many details? Like I can reread I guess I've read Harry Potter so many times over now well, and, and seen the movies and I listen to the podcasts. And it's like, I don't think that it's possible for me. Not that I can't get something new, but there aren't like details that I necessarily would have forgotten the way that I've forgotten this Percy Jackson series. Cause it's like, they're like whole books where I'm just like, I don't remember any of this happening. I, it was the same with Gregor the Overlander when you were rereading that and you were talking to me about it. And I was like, I don't, I've like, once you say it and you mention it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But, like, I've lost all of the plot of that. No, but, I mean, I mean, there's, like, straight up, like, I'm like, I have never read these words. Like, these words are completely gone from my memory. How long has it been since you've read it? It can't be 12 years. That doesn't sound right. Maybe, like, six or seven. I need to reread those, too. He's, he's a good He's good. He he's puts a plot together really well. Really good. And I've always found Greek mythology and oh, yeah. just general any type of mythology, Greek, Roman, Norse, all of it is just always been really fascinating. I remember taking, um, uh, I I was going to try to take a mythology course in high school or middle school or something. And mom got mad at me because she was like, you can't take that. No mythology and no Harry Potter. You can't, you can't learn about other gods. Oh, okay. I was thinking the other night, we, yeah, there were so many things that we were not allowed to do. The PE director in high school (laughs) wanted to do like a yoga program, uh-huh. which would have been so beneficial. Like yeah. you've got high school kids, like teaching them to calm down uh-huh. for a second and like stretch is so good. 
but because yoga was considered like an Eastern spiritual practice, <laughs> our parents complained and said that it was, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember their reasoning, but I think like I, like I remember Ashley Brown being like cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could, I feel like I remember them talking about that and like somehow it, everything was demonic in one way or another. And so somehow yoga was demonic because it was like, yeah, like Eastern religion or some, it was like basically like exposing you to any type of religion other than Southern Baptist and like, which yoga is not even religious. It's just, I like, I can't even like, I think back and I can't even imagine what the, what, what that PE director was (laughs) thinking because we, we weren't allowed to do yoga anymore. Was it just our parents or were there other parents from your, I have no idea. Because I can't imagine that one single set of parents can come in and be like, you can't do this for the entire program. Like, obviously, they could have been like, my kid's not doing this. But, like, there had to have been other weirdo parents that were... I mean, I can't imagine. I don't know. I feel like we need to also just, like, do a quick disclaimer here. Our parents are no longer crazy. It's because we introduced them to Harry Potter. I know. It was all because I was gay. (laughs) That when you set up the dominoes and one falls. Yeah. Reading Harry Potter. Reading Harry Potter. And now we don't go to church anymore. So, yeah, obviously we weren't allowed to read Harry Potter as children. And then I remember you coming back and, like, telling me that you had started to read it and that you wanted me to read it, too. And I was, like, scared because I was, like... still in high school. Yeah. I still live in their house. But I think at that point we had already left that church. And so... Yeah, because it was my senior year. I was... It might have... It might have... I remember writing that story for mom. What story? The story was about, it Harry Potter and about the Lord you of the and Fiend? Travis going to see Rent, and then there was a volcano or something weird. What? I wrote it. And this feels like it needs to be a different episode. This is the Cheshire Cat Man. You don't remember reading that story? No. Okay, we'll talk about it in a different That'll episode. That'll be another episode. <laughs> um, I wrote it and then made that the Cheshire Cat Man the villain, and mm-hmm. it was like sending chapters of it to mom every couple days. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and that was right after they left. But I remember writing that in the same apartment that I watched Harry Potter in when I started being gay. <laughs> so. <laughs> you were very first gay. So I think it was all around the same time. Uh, yeah, because I remember we left my senior year. Neil wasn't in the youth group yet. And that's why Neil is the worst because he didn't have any youth group experience. Don't say Neil is the worst. Neil is not the worst. Neil is our brother who, when Katie said, how are we going to include... No, let's just, let's just go ahead and reenact it. Okay, go. What did I say? <laughs> I said something about Neil's episode. I said, Neil's going to have to come be on an episode. Ugh. <laughs> we love Neil. We I love, love Neil. I Katie love probably Neil. loves Neil more than me. Oh, that's and so sad. it's only because I'm the middle child. Well... I mean, I definitely think that Neil needs to come and be on an episode. For I already have. Reasons. I have, I think, at least two episodes specifically where Neil is coming to be a guest. I have, I have one that you may not have that is in my head. Okay. Of what I want Neil to talk about. We cannot, we cannot talk about the thing. Yeah. That he got mad at me that one time for bringing up in front of <laughs> Josh, our cousin. But I wasn't even there for that. So he has to be here to talk about that. He's never going to do it. He's never going to he get on a podcast to. and talk about that. He has There's to. no way. He doesn't have a choice. He has to. Uh, it's it's we'll the have funniest to, story. That'll be like a, a, a episode for our uh, Patreon subscribers. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Because we're going to have to pay him to talk about that. There's no way he's going to get up and like talk about you, that for free. You could pay him in spicy pretzels. He'll be fine. No, okay. We'll and just, sausage balls. Just get him drunk first. Sam won't marry him anymore. Oh, just so everybody is clear. My husband, his name is Sam. Our brother, Neil, his fiance, who's a girl, is also named Sam. So that's going to be real confusing. Well, she's Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Because my son, Topher, has all gay aunties. And so... <laughs> so To confuse him further. Yeah. We, uh, so Neil Sam decided she wanted to be called Uncle Sam because Topher doesn't have any uncles. Have we said the F word yet? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about if we needed to have a disclaimer for cursing. I know I've said it already. Um, Sorry. Mom. If you don't like the fuck word, probably don't listen to this podcast. Mom says the F word. No, she doesn't. She, I've heard her say Never. it. I've heard it. She, I've, she whispers it, but she's <laughs> this is how far we've come. Here, that's another domino. Katie knocked the first one over being gay. And then we brought Harry Potter into our lives. And then... Those are reversed. You read Harry Potter first. No. No, I, you were gay first, but we didn't know. We didn't all know until the domino effect of you telling us all. So gay. So, so, so many years apart, too, because you came out to me. This is a different episode. Stop talking about it. <laughs> Travis uh, has to be here for that episode. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. We'll have uh, to get another mic. <laughs> I bet Travis has one. Probably. Okay, so, hey, remember that one time I read Harry Potter? And then, like, it became my identity. Like, that book, when I moved out to California and I had, like, literally just read Harry Potter, I was the weird girl from Texas who had a lot of hair and liked Harry Potter. Well, it was, like, a millennial thing. Was everybody else there not really into Harry Potter? It was so many years later. Like, everybody like, had read Harry Potter when it came out. Like, nobody else that I knew was not allowed to read Harry Potter as a child. So I read it when I was 18, and it came out. 2001 was the movie, so book came out. 97. Yeah. So that book came out when I was six years old. Yeah. So, and I didn't read it until I was 18. That's 12 years later. So everybody was reading these books oh, as yeah. they were, you know, basically Harry's age, like the millennial group of people. That's how old they were when they were reading it. So by the time I got there, it had all been out and had been out for a while. So everybody was like, why are you weird and so obsessed with Harry Potter still? And I'm just like, because I was in a cult adjacent. Right. You know, but I bet a lot of people have a similar story because it came out at that time where a lot of people, at least around here, were in cult-adjacent childhoods and yeah. weren't allowed to read it until they got older. And I don't know if there's a, something about hitting an age and embracing something. And, like, you know, the whole millennial mindset is so much of it is nostalgia. nostalgia. But I think something about being that age and then embracing and loving something that is, quote, meant for children or young people... I mean, it's, I think it's easy to then be like, oh, I missed this part yeah. of my childhood because I wasn't allowed to have it. So now I'm going to embrace it maybe more than I even would have then. And I can't even think of anything like that's from our childhood, like that would have been coming out around that time that I have any sort of like pull or attraction to the way that I do Harry Potter. Like, if that makes sense, like where it was, where it would have been coming out at that time where we could have been a part of it because so many things we weren't allowed to participate in or consume because it was 
not allowed in our church. It's funny because Twilight hit after oh, that, and we yeah. were allowed to read that because Mom read that. Well, because vampires are not. <clears throat> vampires are, are you know, that's, that's the thing about it, is that vampires are not real. Yeah, and, and wizards are. Wizards and witches are, I mean, they are. real. They I mean, are. that's that's the thing. It's like, I don't know, they're just as much of a religion as yoga. But it's also, like, we weren't, like, it was pretty intense. Like, we were not even allowed to watch the movie Hercules as a kid. And I remember going over to a girl's house I, that I we, could hear mom in my head saying, yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all watched that. Yes, you did. We had that on VHS. And we may have at one point, but I do remember going over to a friend's, that we were friends with from church. I remember going over to her house on a Sunday, and they were like, oh, we're going to watch Hercules. And I remember sitting behind their couch facing the opposite direction of the TV for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever, however long that movie is, and just listening to it in the background because I was like, I will get in trouble if I watch this movie and I cannot believe that these other church people are watching this blasphemy. Instead of having a conversation and being like, this is fiction, <laughs> as opposed to our <laughs> fiction, As opposed to the Bible, which is real. You can't, it's like you, instead of having that conversation with your kids and and in in whatever, whatever you believe, like being able to say, okay, here, here's how we're going to help you differentiate between Mm -hmm. the things that we believe and the things that we don't. Mm -hmm. And here's the reasons why this is, we don't like this, but we're going to watch it anyway because you need to The muses are. Oh my God. I'm so excited for the movie. Listen, Harry Potter is a very important to me for several reasons. Like, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, I'll cry every single time I read the book. And I don't know if it's because I was older when I read it for the first time, so I had a lot of more, like, cognitive ability to actually, like, understand a lot of the deeper concepts of the series. But, like, I mean, listening to, like, one of my favorite podcasts is um, The Ringer did a deep dive on Harry Potter can't even think of what it's actually called now um but like i'll listen to that and i'll listen to them talk about it and like sob listening to them talk about harry potter and i I mean like my husband proposed to me at harry potter world at universal in california like it's it's something that's always we did a sorting house on tober's nine and three quarter version yeah like it's always going to be something that is super meaningful to me i don't know i don't know why that specifically is i'm grateful for it like as maybe as much as we hate jk rowling now like i i don't ever want to lose i mean as cheesy as this is gonna sound i don't want to lose the magic of that like it's it's one of those things that i cannot wait to read those books with my child someday and let him experience that magic for the first time because it i mean it truly is like yes it's a book about like literal magicians like witches and wizards but like there is there's just like a magical quality to it. And you, I mean, I feel like I get something new from it every time. Like when I, after I had reread the, through the series, after the second Fantastic Beast came out, um, and realized that Ariana Dumbledore was an obscurist, like, yeah. And that's like something who, like, I'm sure when she originally wrote it, like she had no idea that those books or the Fantastic Books were ever going, Fantastic Beast books were ever going to be made into movies. So it's like she wrote that 
having no idea that anyone was ever going to have enough detail to know that. The, but she just, there was so she, much. If there, There's some documentary I watched. She showed the, the room that she has all these notes laid out. I mean, I, I am, I'm almost done with the seventh book right now. Mm-hmm. And it's where Harry goes and meets Dumbledore at King's Cross after mm-hmm. he's been killed. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about, and he tells Dumbledore that Voldemort went to Grindelwald's tower cell in Nurmengard which mm. is what's going to happen at the end of the Fantastic Beasts. Hashtag spoiler. Yeah. Um, and, and he said, oh, I never had that wand. Like, he was still trying to, he lied to Voldemort to try to protect Dumbledore. Mm. How would she know that? Not He already knew Dumbledore was dead, but he knew Voldemort was going to go desecrate the grave, and it was enough to him. He knew Voldemort was going to kill him for telling him something bad, but he still cared enough about this guy like, that's a beautiful love story between two gay people. So why are you, why, why are you being so transformed? Again, I come back to my George R. R. Martin theory. <laughs> I'm just like. My George, George, George Martin theory. <clears throat> George, George, George Martin. I just, it's so hard to me because the irony of creating this masterful work about somebody who is different and is not accepted in mm. mainstream society Finding his family and his home with people who are like him and also different. <laughs> I'm so sad right now. It's just, it's like, it, I, I, I just, I just, it doesn't belong to her anymore. It doesn't. Yeah. She gave it to everybody and it's ours now. I'm so sorry. It doesn't belong to you anymore. And, and, and while I, I somehow validate that by, by not giving her any more of my money, I'm not going to buy the video game. I'm not going to buy any more books. But I already have them. I'm not going to burn them. And I'm still going to read them and enjoy them because they're mine now. Yeah. They're not hers. It's not like I refuse to let her taint it because it is something that was so prevalent to me in my coming out years. Even though I tried to be like, it's a Christ allegory. <laughs> Which, I mean, you can, people argue yeah. it. It can be. But I, I just, it, it helped so many people like mm-hmm. me. It's so it's so hard because I also know that so many people are like, why can't you just let that go and support? It's hard. It's a hard line to walk. And you know what? There very well likely might be a time where she does. She comes around and she maybe realizes, you know, I was wrong. Okay. I shouldn't have said these things. Like I I was ignorant of the things that I was saying. And I, I'm, I'm still holding out hope for that because I do feel like, I mean, you're right. Like there are so many correlations between the series that she's written and the thing that she's been so publicly negative about. And this, I don't know, this isn't an episode about JK Rowling. This is an episode about us. And that time I read Harry Potter reading across the country, almost killed you. driving across the country and almost killed you. I swear. I remember there being like a clip. On the I don't think so. I don't think that I would have done that because my, my vertigo is too bad. It was like a divot. It was like an, a runoff for like water because there was nothing. It was flat desert. I mean, it definitely wasn't like cliffside. It's it not was, like when we, but it was like a dry. Like if you swerved too far, we would have gone into a ditch. We were in a truck. We would have been fine. I miss that truck. That truck also was named Bella from Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we read Twilight. And then before Neil, Harry Potter. Neil Collin, broke her. Did he? Yes. Neil broke. All of the Neil cars. Broke everything. Neil broke, Neil's the worst. Neil drove my Mustang into a concrete <laughs> trash can. What? He scratched the side of, like, right after I got it. He was like, 
he was like, why are you so mad? And I'm like, Neil. Was this your Mustang that had a love is gay sticker on the back of it? And our parents still didn't know. Yes. You definitely at some point in, I mean, in I life. Know, I know I had the, the human rights campaign equal sign sticker. Love is gay. I think I do remember that. And ironically, you're not driving a Subaru. I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Me and your mother are both driving a Subaru and you're not. You Subarus Subaru, are gay. Sent. You are Dana from the L word. Yes. I love that show. Shout out to Carly. I need, I need <laughs> Carly to come on here because I, ha- I was thinking about I had one for Carly too. Do you really? Yeah. Is it about the time that Neil farted so much in class oh, that the principal he had to go to the principal's office? Neil's never going to do this. He's not going to come be on the show. He's not going to listen to the show. He's going to make us change his name. He's going to make us bleep his name out. Carly said, oh, your brother's Neil? He's the smelly kid in class. He had to go to the principal's office one time because he farted so much. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Neil. Oh, man. The the idea is to record this podcast while Topher takes a nap, and yeah. then the length of the podcast will be as long as it takes Topher to wake up from his nap. I know I have this thing that I have that's saved, and it's talking about enjoying something that could be considered, you know, problematic, and being able to... That's the thing. Like, you were talking about enjoying something that we weren't allowed to enjoy, and the hell there's nothing like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. To like Ashley grew up with horror movies, and so that's why that's part of why we watch horror movies because she's like, I can't believe you never saw this. Let's watch it. So mm-hmm. like, we watch scary movies every October, but we watched Hellraiser. He says it really just seems redundant for a woman to be as successful as validated in the world as Miss Rowling to be negative, to be disruptive, if you will, to a very beaten up subculture. These are human beings. She has no right to opine. I think upon the lives of human beings she does not know. Mm-hmm. I feel very protective of people who are on the edge of our culture, as gay people still are, and certainly trans people are on the edge of our culture. And here you have one of the most successful people in the freaking world, J.K. Rowling, going after a very emotionally vulnerable portion of our culture. It just seems unnecessary and unfair. It's like it's so hard. It's hard to still enjoy something and it not be tainted by stuff that you know. And it's so hard. I mean, I'm not trans, but I'm gay, and so I feel like very protective over the trans people that I do know Mm. and I feel like I want to be supportive of them and and it seems selfish sometimes to be like but no I can't I can't give up Harry Potter you know like it's also though I mean it, it feels like you have to do what and that feels like a really tough line to to say like because it's like I mean you go to Chick-fil-a Oh, my God. I have, like... Three times a week. I have, like, ultimate Chick-fil-A status. That's so unfortunate. But you know what? I gave up Chick-fil-A a while, like, years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not doing Chick-fil-A anymore. I refuse. I'm not having it. They give money to, gay, like, anti-gay rights people. And and then I started dating a girl that was, like, take me to Chick-fil-A. And I was like, you go to Chick-fil-A? And she's like, yeah, take me to Chick-fil-A. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I went and had it again. And she was just like, it's not a big deal. Like, you don't let that affect, don't let that negativity, like, if you want to have a chicken sandwich, have a chicken sandwich. Yeah. I mean, it feels tough because it's like, if we all put a a kibosh on Chick-fil-A and we're no longer going to go. What is a kibosh? Like, I don't know. Um, Why'd you say it if you don't know what it means? I mean, because sometimes you say words when you know what they mean in your heart, but maybe you can't (laughs) articulate it. A kibosh, like, a kibosh. Is it Jewish? 
Is it like a Jewish word? Have you read it and never said it out loud? No, I've heard it several times. Like, I, and I've said it, a kabosh. Like, it's like where, I mean, basically. I'm good. I got to Google this. Word. I don't, I wouldn't even know how to spell it. Like, I've heard it so many times. Like, it's, it's uh, basically you're going to, what's, what's the, I can't even think of another word to, to help tell you what it means. Like a, like a protest? Yeah. Like okay. where you're no longer going to go, now I got to Google it. Kibosh. Decisively and or reject. How do you spell this word? Kibosh. K-I-B-O-S-H. Okay. The presence of a submarine would kibosh the operation. Okay. So like ruin, stop, halt. Yeah. Okay. End or reject. To put an end to, dispose of decisively. He put the kibosh on the deal. Okay. What were we talking about? The is kibosh Yiddish? Is it? Though many, the origin is unknown, though many people think it's Yiddish. The word's earliest use was probably in an Irish neighborhood in London in the early 1800s. I can't believe you never heard that word. Don't you read? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this word kibosh. All of the books that you've read, you've never I, seen that word? I guess not. Yeah. So, putting a kibosh on Chick-fil-A, okay. coming back around to the point, Got it. is I feel like if we all, like, as a society decide to, like, not go there anymore, it's like all that's hurting is those sweet 16, 17-year-old kids that are in the drive-thru that are so, like, they're the ones that are not going to get their their money like the people that started chick-fil-a the people that run this and then make the bad decisions that are like the not nice people it's not going to make a difference to them like they're they're going to be rich no matter what but also to open a chick-fil-a franchise you have to have millions of dollars you i mean you have to like do outreach in your community which is like great which is good stuff but like i don't know are there any Chick-fil-A owners who are gay people? Surely not. Yeah. But like, would you want to even? Do you get free waffle fries? I I don't know. Like, are we comparing eating Chick-fil-A to reading Harry Potter? Is everything black and white or like Like just... where do your good place points lie whenever you go and spend money at Chick-fil-A versus reading Harry Potter versus Right. I don't know, because, like, I always, like, I joke about it, but maybe it's not funny that I'm, like, actively giving money to fund anti-gay, anti-trans legislation by giving Chick-fil-A my money. And, like, it sounds silly, but, like, yeah, I buy a lot, I eat a lot of Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It's unfortunate how much Chick-fil-A I eat. And so, I don't know, I was thinking about that this year, I was like, every time I go to Chick-fil-A, I need to, like, put the same amount of money aside to, like... The Trevor Project or something similar. Right. But does that negate it? Does that equal it out? I read something earlier that was like, oh, I bought this new new Harry Potter video game, but also I spent the same amount of money and I donated to, you know, people who are fighting for trans rights. And I'm, and, and like the arguments were like, that doesn't, they don't cancel each other out. Yeah. I mean, truthfully though, like, I don't know how much of that she even owns anymore. Like, she so it gets if, paid every time a Harry Potter Lego set gets sold. She gets money. But she sold so much of it to, you know, like Warner Brothers or whoever else. Like She still has, like, rights. Mm. She's just making money off money off money. 
I mean, that's what that's that's the the sucky part about it is that it doesn't matter. Like, is she still donating? Like, sure, she may have been saying some really hateful things about trans people, but is she still donating funds to other causes that are good? Like, I don't know. Like, just because does, she, you know, does that make her an, an an inherently bad person or an inherently great person or just an ignorant person? Like, maybe it doesn't even make her bad. Maybe she just doesn't know. But I think she does, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. I think she's. I mean, there's been enough people that have been like, "You're being hurtful." Like, you've got Daniel Radcliffe, who's like, I, I imagine these people who who know better are are telling her, "Hey, you." You might need to cut that shit out. Kids awake. <gasps> the end. Did he come around the corner? Oh, okay. Well, Topher's awake and he's coming to eat my donut. So, the end? Do we just end this abruptly? Like, you just go, oh, he's awake. This episode of Hey, Remember That One Time is brought to you by Parlor Donuts. Oh, my gosh. Not because they're paying us, but because we're eating these donuts as we record. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Jowling, cowling, rowling is an asshole, but she sure did write a good-ass book. A good-ass books. We do not support her. Anyway, this has been our first episode of Hey, Remember That One Time. We hope you enjoyed. Even if you didn't, please rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get that HelloFresh money. I'm going to shout out to... April and Joyce because I feel like they will listen to this Mm. and I love them both. Also, um, shout out to Ashley because she told me she would be our first listener. My Ashley, not your Ashley. Okay. There's no way your Ashley's going to listen to this. She's got too much. She doesn't listen to podcasts at all. We could could bad talk her but I would never do it. She'll never know. I love her so much. Rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) Seriously. Oh, Oh. If you know us, if you know us in real life, and you don't give us a five-star rating, you suck. Nothing will happen. If you don't know us in real life and you want to give us a not five-star rating, that's rude. But, like, also, I get it a little bit. Because you don't know us. But if you know us in real life, if you have seen our face on more than one occasion and you don't give us a five-star review, I'm not going to take you to the Bahamas with us when we get our HelloFresh money. I feel like we have a lot of cult... <laughs> cult adjacent things to get into. Oh yeah. Can I have a bite? And <laughs> he say no. Can I have a bite? His whole mouth is full. <laughs> He's like shaking his head at me. Give me some. Share. Did we introduce ourselves at any point in this episode? Nope. And can you tell our voices apart? Nope. Probably not. Anyway, this has been Hey Remember That One Time. Um please rate, review, subscribe. Five stars only. Tell a friend. (laughs) We're just trying to get that podcast money so that we can support our spouses who have been supporting us for far too long. (laughs) We're ready to get our own Netflix accounts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see you next time. Topher, can you say bye-bye? (laughs) Bye-bye.